Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DNM on the stuff that matters. Hi, Lawsy. Good afternoon. How are you today? I am today. Today, good. You know what? Great. That's yes. nice to hear. <laughs> I feel like that's what I always say. Yeah. Well, um, obviously, again, it's it, it's been a lot. Everything mm. I think being on social media and um, and everything, and even just watching the news um, has been a lot. But a lot of important things coming to surface. Um, been educating myself quite a lot, and we actually we've got some special kick shares for you guys this week. Yes, we do. And did you want me to start? You can go first. Okay, sure. So <laughs> my kick special share is actually um, a list of recommendations that uh, Stefan, myself and our team at Keep It Cleaner put together um, in order to, there's some accounts to follow. Um, mm. There's also some podcasts, some shows and then books to read in order to, um, for us to educate ourselves more on um, all of the things that are going on in the world at the moment and also the history, history which is yeah. so important to understand and yeah so that is my kick special yeah, share there's, there's a lot of recommendations in there and we we wanted to choose ones that we found really helpful for us um, mm. and our team found really helpful as well um, and in, ones in that you guys had sent through like thank you so much for sending um, all that information through we kind of just compiled it together in that list um, one thing that isn't on there um, that'll be my kick special share for the week is rabbit proof fence now it's a movie I watched in it was either primary school or high school but it was definitely a while ago but once I watched it, I actually watched it a couple of times. It's an incredible film, um, but it's also incredibly eye-opening to the history um, of the Stolen Generations um, and a lot on Aboriginal and Indigenous culture and everything like that. So if you ha- if you didn't ever see it, um, it's a really good one to watch. Mm. I think I found it on Stan. Um, yes, yeah, I, I remember yeah. seeing that on your story. Yeah, so feel free to check out that post of ours, guys. And, I mean, social media is – it is a lot at the moment. Uh, there's a lot to take in, but try and find the things that you're finding helpful. And there is a lot of accounts doing great things and sharing mm. um, really educational posts. So um, as much as a lot of the information is super uncomfortable, I think it's important to keep your eyes and ears open at yeah. this time. And also the biggest thank you to everyone who sent in um, an email mm. or a DM last week after we um, asked if, if there were things that we could do to help. Because And, and a lot of you put a lot of time and effort mm. into um, writing things down for us and we appreciate it so much um, and everything has, has been taken on board and we mm. found it really helpful. So we, we, you didn't have to do that for us mm. um, and you did and, and we really, really appreciate it. So thank you. So today's guest is the very special and inspirational Moana Hope, who you may know um, as a previous player for in the AFR Women's for um, North Melbourne and Collingwood. And Moana is actually currently taking a break from the AFR Women's at the moment, and, and you'll find out why and more about it in the chat. She was so incredibly open with us. And, and the thing is as well, uh, while you may know um, Moana from, you know, your TV screens or going and watching the games, she is so much more than, um, I suppose, just an AFR Women player. Her her uh, AFL women's player, her background and her journey and her upbringing and how she, I suppose, takes on the world is is so inspiring. Mm. And we thoroughly enjoyed this mm-hmm. conversation so much. She's got so much love to give um, and she was so honest with us, which, which we appreciated so much. And every now and then we'll have a guest on the podcast that we just, I mean, we gel with all our guests. They're all <laughs> awesome. But sometimes you'll just have a, a really good connection 
with with someone and and that because I think because she was just so honest and she just wants to help people so much uh we we thoroughly enjoyed this we came off when we pressed um hang up from the zoom <laughs> call we we said to each other we just want to be her friend we, her, you know we just yeah, want to hang out with her I DM'd her straight afterwards and I was like maybe it came off a bit too strong <laughs> <laughs> she was just yeah such a delight and I think we can all take something from her attitude towards life and um yeah hope you guys enjoy this chat well, hello and welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. No, thanks for having me. I've heard big things about this podcast. Literally. Oh, oh, that's so that's nice. Really nice. And can I just yeah. say thank you so much as well? We've never, obviously, we, we usually send the questions to the guests and, and we've sent yours to you, but we, you just said before that you're a total open book and we can ask you anything. Yes, and that's quite nice. rare. So thank you so much. That's really, really nice. Oh, that's okay. I, I think that um, the one thing that, I am and I don't try to be is just true to who I am so there's no kind of answer that I want to make up or no generic answer for anything I'm not about that so if you want to know something if I can answer it absolutely um oh, I've always been an open book I think it's it's why you're having a chat to me right yeah well we're very very excited for this chat um I think we want to start with obviously 2020 has been a massive year for a lot of people um all around the world how are you going at the moment I, I just don't know what's going on. I don't know what to expect with with the world. I think if you think back January, there was fires burning down the country. Mm. People were donating money and it was crazy hurtful slash a beautiful thing with the way the community came together. Mm. And then you go to COVID where most of the country loses their job. People mm. are literally at risk of dying. And now we've got the riots because, you know, there's racism and, and it's been happening mm-hmm. and now it's come to the forefront. So... I am not sure how I feel anymore because yeah. I'm glad things like this is happening so it's been spoken about and dealt with. But at the same time, you know, I'm going to have a kid in five months. Is it the best mm-hmm. time to bring a kid into the world? I don't know. Like, it's just, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I think we're all feeling, um, I mean, everyone has different emotions and different thoughts and feelings. Mm-hmm. And um, I think what you said there about it coming to the forefront is definitely important point I think for a lot of people even myself admittedly um, there was probably a lot that I could have educated myself on further in the past and this tragedy that's been going on for forever I suppose coming to light and coming to the forefront has I suppose pointed me in the in the right direction of of educating myself further so um, yeah I think that was what you said there was yeah, I think I think we're all feeling different emotions, and um, I think it's just important to check in with one another at this time. Yeah, I think so, and I think one of the biggest things people are not thinking about at the moment is people's mental health as well. With mm. COVID, you've lost jobs, people are probably losing homes, and then mm-hmm. just so much stuff going on. I don't know how people are actually dealing or coping or getting through. I think it's just the stories that I hear are heartbreaking. Um, mm. You know, I'm lucky enough to have to keep working, so that's been a blessing in disguise for me but then I'm not going to be selfish and go I'm okay stuff everyone else because that's why we're in this predicament of what we're going through so it's hard um I I tend to finish my week with a glass of wine and that sometimes allows me an hour to myself mm. so do we mm-hmm. so do we <laughs> it's actually we're recording got tea right now okay <laughs> so we are, we're we're recording on a Friday and, and we've just been caught Friday out with tea late afternoon <laughs> So to, I suppose, talk about something a little bit brighter, we'd love to know what brings you joy. 
Uh, straight up, family. I think family is mm. a beautiful thing. I think um, that's probably for me one of the most important things is is family. So yeah, I think I've got fourteen brothers and sisters, so small family. Um, grew up, mum and dad clearly didn't have a TV, so having people like that that you love around you is is you know that's the most important thing to me. That's my most joyous part time. Yeah, I love that. And you can definitely see that through even what you share on social media and stuff like that, how important it is to you. So um, I think that's really beautiful. Um, Now, we want to touch on footy. So you were drafted um, to Collingwood, the Mm -hmm. AFL Women's, in 2017, and you were the face of the AFL Women's League. What did that year change for you? And did you always want to be involved in sport growing up? Oh, yeah. I was kicking a footy from the age of three. Hey, like My dad gave mm. me a footy from three. I I played footy since literally since I can walk. So <laughs> pulling on an AFL jersey was a dream come true. Uh, but it came, it came with a lot of ups, but it also came equally with a lot of downs. I think you go from playing local level where it's just footy and you're with your mates, you pay your fees, you kick a footy, to AFL where... Man, I feel like I couldn't even pick a wedgie without it being analysed. Like, mm-hmm. there is nothing you can do without people having an opinion, uh, people telling you what you're always doing is wrong. Um, so I guess that side of it was really eye-opening, um, just to be in, in the face of people like that. But I got to live out my childhood dream, and that was pull on a jersey, and that was pretty was pretty special moment. Mm. And had you always been at Collingwood were you a Collingwood supporter? Yeah, I always wonder what it's yeah. like for, for someone to get drafted to a team that they might not necessarily have supported. Yeah, no, I, I actually grew up barracking for Hawthorne my whole life. So, okay, yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and I always barracked for them. But then when the AFLW came out, Hawthorne didn't want a women's team. So I just didn't want to support them. Um, yeah. So yeah. I just went and followed Collingwood. But the more I've got to know the men who play the game, I've kind of just been like, I love these dudes. I'm a bag for everyone that plays. Yeah. So I just, I love all teams now. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so nice. And I suppose I want to talk to as well the fact that you were the face of mm. the AFL Women's when it launched, which is so incredible. And I suppose with that comes a lot of pressure and then also playing professional sport comes mm. with a lot of pressure and then being a woman in the media comes with a lot of pressure. So it's kind of like all of these pressure points mm. on you. How, how was it? I'm assuming it, it was hard having all that pressure on you and, and how did you deal with it? Uh, it? It definitely broke me. I went through a really dark patch. I got pretty depressed because I just felt like no matter what I did was always wrong. Um, mm. And it was all, I was always being, but then I was getting just hammered on social media. And like, I'm all about equality. I love men and I love women. I want them all to be equal. But the majority of the, like when I say majority, I say 90 point, 99.9% of um, the the stuff I get on social media, the negative messages are men. So, and it's all about how I look or who I love or where I come from or, you know, it's never about um, just me being me. It's never about me playing football. It's like you're a stupid dyke who needs to get a male part in you and get back in the kitchen. Like it's those kind of things and it's like she just needs a good man in her. Like it's like I know that's really confronting, but they're the things that I get almost all the time and it's never about hey you know she went out and kicked 100 goals that year it's always the complete opposite but then like a study came out and they said that female athletes cop it twice as much as men just because Mm -hmm. they're female so I was like 
I'd look at female athletes, like I'd look at Serena Williams, not that I'm on that level, but I'd look at her and I'd look at other female athletes and they would cop the same thing. So I'm like, okay, it's just people just don't like or respect women at an elite level and that's their problem and, and they've got something going on. So it's not me. So it took me a long time to get my head around the fact that it's not me, it's them. And I know that sounds corny, um, but that's what I had to, you know, understand. Oh, not corny, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's... um. That, I mean, that would have taken a lot to kind of get your head around as well because that's just, like, completely uncalled for and totally unfair. Um, so I can only imagine how that would have been coming full circle with that. And, um, I mean, well done <laughs> on being able to do that. Um, Even it's, playing. Yeah, exactly. Even being able to keep walking out there and, mm. and keep playing and stuff and ignoring all that sort of stuff, I couldn't even imagine. Oh, that's kind of why I took last year off because I just got too yeah. much, like... Even with Vinny, like you, you guys know, might know Vinny, but yeah. even with her, we're in the shopping center. People would just say stuff and like not nice stuff. I mean, mm. pretty full on stuff. Or people would say something to Vinny about her appearance and the way she looks or just call her the R word that I hate and I'll never use. That's what happens in public and that's what happens and that's what the kind of stuff that I get. So I'm just like, I need to walk away from that and just find myself mentally and understand you know, why I'm doing this because I started to play because I wanted to gain people's respect. I'm like, oh, I need to play so that they will like me. And I'm like, I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I just want to, I want to go back to playing because I love the sport, not because I want that person to respect me. That's not who I am. Mm. I, I can't believe, I'm, I mean, obviously through social media, the hardest thing with, with the AFL is that it literally brings Australia together. So you, you don't get, I, I'm, we're kind of lucky in some ways that our Instagram following mm. is kind of concentrated to people that have found us and like similar things. But with the AFL, it's like the whole of Australia yeah. is your audience and everyone knows you can't please everyone. So, I mean, I'm shocked to hear the things that people say to you on social media, but in a shopping centre in public, I, I, I didn't know disgusting. it was that bad. Is it? Have you spoken to the male players? Is, is that what they get when they go out or are they kind of celebrated when they go out to start? I don't know. I honestly didn't get much time to, like I had really good chats with players like Adam Truller and he's amazing, but I never get to got to get on that level with them and understand. I mm. think that's a great point and it's something clubs should think about um, just so girls have that understanding. Like some of the girls are 18, 19. Imagine them mm. copying this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, so... To your answer, no, I, I can't answer that because I don't, I don't know the answer to those men. But it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. Nobody deserves that crap. No. And people saying that are just people who clearly are going through something to make them that horrible. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I feel like any insult or bullying or anything, trolling, it always comes from some sort of insecurity and um, unsettling feeling in, their, in themselves. Um, but it's still, it's still a lot to go through as an individual. Um, I want to direct the conversation back to family, the thing that you love most and what brings you joy. (laughs) Um, So tell us about your childhood. So you're one of 14. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, So one of 14, I lost count with my nieces and nephews, but I'm guessing they're in the 50s, 60s. It's so funny. Everyone, like we're a very close family here. Like we all live very close, but whenever I go to my mum's, I'm like, hey, what's that kid's name again? <laughs> I've been holding a baby. Like I was holding a baby last week and they were like, oh, you look cute. I'm like, I don't even know her name. And they're like, it's a boy. <laughs> I was like, damn it. <laughs> uh, so I'm horrible with their names. I forgot all of that. But yeah, I grew up in Broadmeadows. My mum still lives in the same house, housing commission, two bedroom house. We had five bunks in one room, head to toe. Wow. Um, yeah, it was pretty crazy. I think anybody from the outside looking in would say, 
we were very poor, we're a broke family. But on the inside, we we lived in a bubble of love. And for mm. me, we had a roof over our head, we had food on the table and clothes on our back. And that is more, uh, that along with the love is more is worth more than any money could buy. I love that. That's so special. I'm so glad you, you yeah, that's so amazing to hear. I'm like tearing up. I don't know why I'm tearing up. That was just really beautiful. Um, yeah. So what did you, where are you in that, in that 14? Are you youngest, like middle child? No, I'm middle. So I'm in the middle. I, I always tell my brothers and sisters, I'm probably the best looking. Um, I'm, I'm definitely the most successful. I, I, my youngest brother, my youngest brother, it's so funny because like my mum's Kiwi and my dad's full Aussie, but I'm the only one who got like the Kiwi, um, like the Kiwi skin. And so I, I like to hold that against them a lot. <laughs> were they, did you all used to like play footy together? Or were they all like super excited and supportive of you when you did? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, like we um, used to play in the backyard all the time. I used to play against my brothers locally and with them. And the funny thing is, when I got drafted to Collingwood, I wasn't allowed to tell them or when I got named Marquee. Mm. So I wasn't allowed to tell them. And then I went to this uh, press conference where they announced that I was Marquee. And I had my phone, like, I'm very competitive <laughs> against my brothers and sisters, eh? But my phone was going crazy. Like, I had all these missed calls. I'm trying to talk to Gil McLaughlin. But it made me excited. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they know now. They're calling me because they want to congratulate me. It was like, I was ready for that moment, <laughs> hey. So once I got out of the um, press conference, I called them, and no jokes. They didn't say congratulations. They just wanted to know if they got free tickets to the game. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, not even that, it's not even our game. They're like, do we get free tickets to the men's game? And when do I get my, <laughs> when do I get my free footy jumper? And can you get it signed? And I was like, oh, my God, you cannot have a free man's jumper signed. No, you can't have free tickets. Um but oh, yeah, they love it though. Like they're hella supportive. My mum loves it. My mum is like got all my cutouts of every, even if it was a bad article, she leaves the wording out and takes the photo. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so they're all pretty proud. Oh, that's so special. And did you always want to play footy growing up? Is that what you wanted to do? I actually played cricket for Victoria as well. So I played cricket growing up all the way up until I was about 18. And then Mm. they made me choose because cricket was very professional back then. So I I chose footy because I absolutely love footy. Um, But I just like all sports. But they're the two I played competitively. Oh, amazing. Mm. It's so nice to hear you speak about your family. That is so funny. I feel like that would be... I've only got two sisters, but I feel like that would be the same thing. But it is. Even if you get, like, a contract with a brand (laughs) or something, it's like, oh, does that mean I get free this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, all the time. Like, even, like, I'm with Nike. They're like, so when do I get my Nike shoes? And I'm like, (laughs) when do you go to the shop and buy them? Like, I'm like, like, the the cool thing is for me is, like, I get sent lots of Nike stuff, but I know it's going to sound bad on me, but... Um, when they send me too much, uh, I don't keep it and I take it to a local footy club and I give it to disadvantaged mm. kids. And my brothers and sisters are like, um, what about me? <laughs> and I'm like, you've got shoes on your feet. You're fine. Some yeah, of these kids yeah. don't have families. Um, so I, I feel like I try to share as much as I can with them. Like I try to take them with me as much as I can and give them mm. back as much. But then I also like to rub it in their face. So it's, it's really nice. <laughs> you should um, get it in every contract with every brand. Like if you work with them, they have to supply 
uh, 14 of you with, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with all the hookups. That's, well, I, I probably would never get signed with anything. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> uh, 14 times, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> it's, the funniest thing is the one thing everyone's asking for lately is Vinny. Like everyone just wants Vinny and things. And now I feel like I'm becoming Vinny's manager because I'm like, uh, <laughs> do you want me? Like... Come on, I played footy. Take me. <laughs> oh, that's so nice. And um, speaking of Vinny, your sister, you're her full-time carer. Is that right? Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, she's got, I hope I pronounced this correctly, Mo- Mobius syndrome? Mobius syndrome, that's right. For, so, what is that? I'll explain it to you. So when Vinny was born, um, the, she was the second one ever born with Mobius syndrome. So ever in the world so they actually when she was born oh they actually just said she's she, she'll eventually die because she was like a potato so she had no movement nothing my dad used to sit with her and <clears throat> she used to get a lot of snot in her nose like babies do yeah, but because yeah. she had no control over her body he used to have to suck it out to save her life otherwise she would turn blue mm. so it, the doctor decided that the more months she lived he had to go suss out somebody else the only other person with maybe since so he flew to america figured out some stuff came back um, and then he created like a chair that she would sit in that we would strap her in and walk her around the streets that would create uh, blood thro- flow for her arms and legs. And then where she's got to today is just kind of like they never thought that would ever be possible. And I said, I think that it was a credit to having so many people around her that kept her moving and it kept mm-hmm. her didn't just sit her in a spot and leave her like we always had her moving around. Um, so basically, she's 26, 27, and she'll hate me for getting that wrong. But, <laughs> I was like, ooh, she's two ages, is she? Yeah, she's one of those. Um, I've got so many, I I've, I've forget. Like I'm, so, I'm like a fish with that kind of stuff. Um, but she's got the mental capacity of a small child. So I've had, taken care of her for about seven, eight years, and it's only just now that she's finally just dressing herself. I've been able to teach her to dress herself because with someone with special needs, you can't just teach them once. It's repetitive for months and years until it becomes uh, a routine for them. It's got to become a routine, and that's kind of what they, what the, how they um, get through everyday life. So it's just things like that. Like she can't be by herself. We're with her twenty four seven. We, she doesn't cook or anything. Uh, we do everything for her. But in saying that, you guys have seen her. She's a, she's very cheeky. Um, mm-hmm. But I love her for who she is, and I always try to put on little uh, parties for her and her friends at school because. They're just the angel of the world that I wish everyone had these people's mindset. Like, if I gave you an example, Vinny, if I stood 10 different men in front of Vinny from 10 different cultures and 10 different backgrounds and you asked her what the difference was, she would say they're men. She wouldn't say one's dark skin, one's light skin, one's Asian. She would not say any of that. She would just say they're just men. She doesn't see that kind of stuff. She doesn't see race. Um, she doesn't think men are above women or women are above men. She just sees you for who you are. And I think that that is just how, if we were like that, if the whole world was like that, it would be a better place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she does seem like a character. I, I do enjoy <laughs> I enjoy watching her in her stories. And even, like, um, you recently just posted about um, her, like, getting fit and, like, walking and all that mm. sort of stuff. I bloody am jealous of her motivation. You spoke about <laughs> how she had, like, her an alarm on at 5 o'clock in the morning yeah. to, to get on the treadmill. I can't I can't even find that motivation. That's incredible. <laughs> oh, no. It's just she just has this thing. And, it's ta- again, it took us, took us years to get her here. Mm. You know, we started with just, okay, let's just go five minutes for a long time and then uh, 10 minutes and then 20 
and she never complains and she never talks about how long it is. She just says, I've got to get it done. And if you scroll down on my story, you'll see one day she told me she was going to do training early the next day. And I get up pretty early for work and I walked downstairs and the house was pitch black, but I could hear the treadmill. And I walked in there and it was, she was in the pitch dark walking on a treadmill at 5am. I was like, what are you doing? And she goes, I didn't want to wake you up. I left the light off. And I was like, dude, I'm upstairs. It's okay. Like you're good. Um, I just don't, I think that, you know, she is my motivation. Some days I'm like, nah, stuff it. I'm not, I'm not training. I don't care. But then you see her who's just comes home from school, 80 minutes on a treadmill done and happy as day. So I think, you know, um, I think she, for some reason seems to motivate a lot of people. And I think that's beautiful. And speaking of motivation to move your body, um, we've all kind of, Laura and myself growing up, um, we were really into playing team sports, uh, loved team sports. And I think it does take maybe a certain personality or personality traits to kind of commit to um, team work, I was about to say workouts. <laughs> so in, I'm so in kick mind. I'm in kick mind right now. Um, you know, like into a team commitment and like training and, and, and all that sort of stuff and like being a team player. Um, how important do you think playing sports is for, for young people? I think for me, you talk about team, that's kind of why I chose football over cricket because mm. cricket's very, you got to individually bowl, you got to individually bat. With mm-hmm. footy, it was like an environment where you came together and I felt like with my footy team, I'd, I'd gained 30 new sisters and even though I don't need any more siblings, that's just the feeling <laughs> that you get. And it's, it's not only something where you can go and be active and get those good endorphins, but you're around people who you could be social with. You can break mm. up your time, hang out. And I love that. Like I'm like the social butterfly at when I go to training because I'm just like what have you been doing and what have you been doing I I think it's good it's good to have that outlet and and be competitive but also enjoy yourself I think it's important Mm. Mm. absolutely and what about team sport with kind of your discipline Mm. has it taught you a lot about I suppose or I think in a lot of ways team sport and being a part of a team and playing sport can actually shape who we are so do you think it's been a big part in shaping you as a person Absolutely. And I think that I hope that my little one will play team sports because it definitely does teach Mm -hmm. you discipline. It really does. Mm -hmm. And it just teaches you how to work with others. There's Mm -hmm. so many things you can get out of playing in a team sport. And that's definitely how I've learned a lot of traits in life. Um, I'd miss training with a team sport right now because COVID-19, I'm literally training Mm -hmm. by myself. It's crazy. But it also can push you to levels that you didn't know were possible. So I, I, I love that side of team sport. Mm. And it teaches you a lot about yourself. Mm. Back to, um, I suppose, being in the media as a woman, I think another thing that a lot of pressure is put on, which is just crazy for female athletes because your bodies are strong to perform Mm. and so they should not be critiqued Mm -hmm. in any way whatsoever. But unfortunately, I feel like the media still puts that pressure on. Have you Mm. ever felt any pressure to look a certain way or you just are so true and in who you are and just own who you are and, and it doesn't get to you? Oh, I think um, I said I was going to be an open book, so I could be an open book. Um, I think I played for an AFL club where they've actually told me that I was fat. Um, and Whoa. I was not. Uh, and it doesn't matter what my body size is. All that matters is what I'm doing on the footy field. And if I'm contributing, mm-hmm. what does it matter what my body size is? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So... Even when that when that particular person who was my coach told me that I was over overweight, um, when I was actually the skinniest I've ever been, by the way, mm. um, and my role as a key forward is to be 
um, stronger. And back mm. then I was, wasn't even strong enough for that position. Mm. It still didn't, for me personally, yeah, it got me upset and it made me think, but at the same time, I kind of just went back and said, that's one person's opinion. So I didn't care. Yeah. He's not, yeah. he doesn't work in personal training. He doesn't, um, clearly does not understand my role in a team or what it takes to be an athlete. So I'm not going to listen to that one person's opinion when it comes to the, my body type. Uh, mm. And of course, in the media, yeah, I've been, of course, I've been called different things. Um, but the funny thing is, it is just because I'm a woman. Do you mm. hear anyone else talking about a male's um, non-existent six-pack or um, mm-hmm. that their mm-hmm. calves ain't big enough? We don't mm-hmm. hear that stuff. You I know. know. It's, it's kind of like when we started, they put us in um, feminine clothes, like really skin-tight shorts. And I was like... Um, I don't want to be in skin-tight shorts. Mm. Like, we're not trying to appeal to the male or the female eye. We're trying to play mm. footy. So let's just play footy and and let that speak for itself. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And even when you guys are, you know, getting photographed where mm. you, you're kicking a ball or, like, tackling someone and stuff, I mean, it's like how can they see strength and, and power and, like, physical strength and all that sort of stuff and think that that's a moment where they can pull someone apart i don't know i just yeah i you mean should tell them to pose yeah and like on the ground like holding a ball tackling yeah, you running shorts and <laughs> do a photo shoot but it is like you said it is and I, again i'm all about equality but i've been through this if you put mm. the same pic of a man next to the same pic of a woman people mm. are going to criticize the woman's photo they're not going to mm. criticize the men and that's mm. just that's just for some reason that is that's what happens in this everyday life and do I condone it? No. Will I ever know? Do people... It's just kind of like a dinosaur side of thinking. It's like old school thinking and, and it will eventually mm-hmm. fade itself out. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, yeah. Um, now this next question is a bit of a deep one and you can take it in any context you like, <laughs> but what scares you most? Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I'm Laura not, will probably agree with you on that. <laughs> I have the biggest fear of snakes. Um, Me too. Yeah, I hate them. But in, in life context, I think, it, I don't think, I live with no regrets. That's how I live. That's how I decided to live when I watched my dad die. Um, so I don't live with any regrets at all. If I want to be who I am, if I want to have tattoos, I want to shave the sides of my hair and I want to marry a woman, then that's my choice because I'm on this mm. planet to live who I am. Um, so I don't have any regrets. Uh, I might be scared to die one day. I think that mm. would probably be the hardest thing um, to deal with or, you know, a passing of a family member. But mm. in terms of life, I try to do everything and have no regrets. Mm. That's as, long, as long as there's no snakes or creepy animals. <laughs> Says the woman who went on Survivor. Like, I was just like, I'll do it if there's no snakes. And there was was no snakes, though. I didn't see any. Wasn't there? Oh, that's good. That's why I was like, Tarzan petrified. Yeah. I took Tarzan everywhere, so I knew Tarzan would probably pick it up and eat it. So that was alright. Just don't go on, um, what's the other show? Uh, Yeah, well, you can't compare that to Survivor. Very different shows. But I feel like they would. They like put you in the um the thing with the they would like deliberately put things in there for you like yeah you yeah. would hear me hella scream if they did it <laughs> from <laughs> Australia <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I'd be out straight away um, and now we would love to speak about your beautiful wife Belle um we'd love to know how did you meet her and what impact has she had on your life I normally start with Tinder because it's a really good icebreaker, <laughs> but it wasn't Tinder. <laughs> um, I was actually, I went to, um, I had an event on 
and then I had a mate's birthday, but it was after the footy season, so I had a couple of drinks, and I was like, um, and I had a mate's birthday, and I met her at a club, at a it was a gay club, on Chapel Street. Uh, but I was just there for her birthday, and she just got back from modelling in India for four mm. years. So, um, not that I'm anyone, but she didn't know who I was when she met mm. me, which was really nice because she didn't. Like I've had some incidents where people were trying to say hey for the wrong reasons, yeah. like wrong purposes. Yeah. So. The fact that she had no idea who I was and she was willing to buy me a drink, I was kind of sold a little bit. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, it was just it was just really refreshing to have a chat with someone, and that's kind of how we met. Oh, that's beautiful, and she's beautiful. I, I've um, known her through. I mean, I've never met her, but like through the modelling industry, mm. she's she's incredible. And even um, friends that have worked with her have said she's such a beautiful person. So yeah, she um, is. She's she's very unique. I in our wedding vows, I had to make mention that if there was a burning, if our house was burning down and there was me and the dog, she would save the dog before she saved me. <laughs> <laughs> Because she just loves animals that much. Uh, and that's kind of why I married her, not because she wouldn't say me, but because she's, <laughs> her heart is that big. Uh, so, it's, yeah, she's a really, really kind person. Oh, that's beautiful. And Don't... you mentioned before that you guys are expecting, uh, which is so exciting. Congratulations. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was an accident. Uh, <laughs> it clearly wasn't an accident, guys. It was no, no. <laughs> um, but I wanted to, I wanted to ask you. You were so surprised. You were like, what do you mean? It was an accident. <laughs> no, I wasn't sure where you were going to go with that. Um, that took you both a minute. Maybe you should... <laughs> Maybe get a very get a beer, get a beer. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I really want to um I want to talk to you about your experience with um IVF and, yeah. and how you guys yeah found going through that together. Uh it was it was hard. I, I'll be honest, it was hard. Mm. Um but it wouldn't be worth if it was easy. Mm-hmm. I don't think and if, I don't think if it's if it if it happened a different way, I'm not sure how it would have been. But we had some we had some um some goes in and we weren't successful and that was really hard mentally because then because mm-hmm. um, Belle's carrying she was we kind of went through she went through a process in her mind of is there something wrong with me mm-hmm. but you know all the results were she, her body is amazing and, and ready to go um so it was hard mentally um to go through that with her and watch her go through that and see her so upset but I think that you know, I believe in life everything happens for a reason and when it's meant to be it'll be and you know it kind of it was meant to be and we found out right as COVID was coming in. So we were hella scared because COVID-19. Mm. But then we're like, I don't go to work. So it means I get to stay here with you for the first three months. So that's kind of a nice thing. Um, so mm. I can be there mm. for it. So it was hard, but it's, um, man, I'm super excited. I kind of wake up every day just being like, can you get bigger already? Because I just yeah. wanna, I want to see the, I'm like, come on. Get <laughs> so, yeah, we've got another, I think we're, we're four months in, so so exciting, and I'm when, sure it's going to fly. <laughs> when do you pop? When do you pop? Well, everyone's time? very Obviously different. Everyone's different. very different. But I've heard from friends that they were the same, and they were like so keen to have a bump, and they were yeah. just like, "I didn't show for so long, but then yeah. all of a sudden it comes out of nowhere, and then you just like walking around like a duck, and you just wish it was, it was yeah. small again." <laughs> yeah, I think with her because she's so little, you can already see. But if I show you guys a photo or anyone a photo, they'll be like. You can't see, like, but yeah. I can tell. But yeah, everyone's everyone said that everyone's body's different. Normally, around 20, 21 weeks, people say you, mm. it starts to get bigger. But I, like every morning, I'm like, "Is it bigger yet?" And I think because I look <laughs> every morning, it's just not getting any bigger. 
Oh, I think the trick is to look at it at night. Apparently, is after, that, after, after you eat, that's what <laughs> Yeah, I always try to make her eat more to help with it. And I'd be a horrible wife if I didn't eat everything I ordered for her. So uh, it's a win-win for me. <laughs> what are you most excited about um, being a mum? Um, uh, honestly, just loving a mini human. That's it. Mm. I just want to love a mini human um, and just... Like I would have twelve if I could, um, but Belle's not up for that. Yeah, <laughs> but we just like I just love kids. I think kids are the greatest gift to life, and you know I just want to take care of one and dress it up in little Nike clothes. <laughs> 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 Perfect. <laughs> so you can put that in your contract. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and what have you learnt about yourself this year? That's a great question. I don't know how to answer that because there's just so much going on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've we've been through so many ups and downs as a country and then as a household. Uh, I, j- I just wouldn't know how to answer that yet because we're still in the thick of everything. Um, mm. Yeah, it's hard. That question is a really hard one. Thank you for giving yeah, me one. Yeah, it's I a curly answer. one that we just <laughs> yeah. threw at you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, it's it is it is hard to to answer for sure, and I'm sure over the coming months and um, years, you're obviously going to learn quite a lot about yourself, <laughs> yourself with what's about to happen. What's your goals? I mean, obviously, what's exciting you is that you're going to have a kid. But what's your goals for the next coming years? Um, I I, I am undecided. I, I want to go back to play AFLW. I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I want I want to go back this year. Um, but I need to be mentally right. I need to be mentally yeah. there for me. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mentally there for me, I won't put myself back through it. Yeah. Um, and then I just want to have a really big family. That's it. <laughs> like I want a big family. I just, I love Japan. I fell in love with Japan. So I'd love to do that. And that's it. I think that I don't, like, I don't have any huge ambitions to do anything more than mm. be happy um, and have a little family. That's amazing. I think that's the most special ambition of all is, mm. is to be happy. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that what's more important, hey, like with some, especially right now, everything's going on. Mm. Like some people are going through so much. So if you're in a position just to be happy and healthy, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. And our last question. I don't want this to end. This is being so good. <laughs> um, but anyway, our last question. You're like, guys, go. You're like, I'm, it's, it's my Friday night. It's Friday night. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> um, if you could give your 18-year-old self a piece of advice, what would it be? You know, I get asked this question a lot, and I'll give you the same answer because that's the only way I know how to answer it, and that is nothing. I think that everything you're in experience in life happens for a reason and you either learn from it in a positive way or learn from it in a negative way. Either way, you're learning and it molds you who to who, mold you to be who you are today. So for me, everything that's happened to me, whether it's good or bad, has been for the good because I'm here right now and I'm healthy and I'm happy. So, um, yeah, life just has to play out sometimes. So I definitely wouldn't give myself any advice or tell myself to do anything any different. Oh my god, I love that. Yeah, that's so. Nice. I don't think we ask that no, question to everyone. No one's answer. ever said that. Oh real? Yeah, I always get that, especially from kids. Um, uh, so I just feel like that's just why I live my life with no regrets. You know, when my dad, I watched my dad literally pass away from cancer, and mm. I remember hearing him say, "I regret this and I regret that." And mm. watching someone die and have so many regrets, it's not something mm. that I want to do where I want to be. So. If I get to the point of life where I'm going to die, it's going to be because I lived life the way that I wanted to live it. And mm. um, and if that's how I die, I'll die very happy. 
rather than trying to live it, you know, Jane's way or Tim's way or Bethany's way. Don't live your life someone else's way when you've been put here to live it your way. And that's the way I live. God, amazing. You're awesome. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what Vinny says. <laughs> Vinny, like, because she can't go to school right now. Like, I've been... <laughs> She's working for me, like she works not for me, but with me. Um, and she tells me that I'm boring. And I'm like, Finny. <laughs> and like, I've never said this to anyone, but I'm like, Finny, don't you know who I am? Do you know people <laughs> want to hang out with me? Do you know how many people right now would hang out with me? And she goes, don't care, you're boring. So yeah. I was Our like, family keeps us humble. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, shit, man, like, I need to get cool. So I downloaded TikTok. <laughs> so I downloaded TikTok. And I'm like, let's do TikToks. And then even then, she's like, Nah, don't want to do it with you. And I'm like, like just hang out with me. Be my mate. Come on, let's be friends. Oh, she gives that is classic. She gives the best kind of banter. <laughs> it's so good. Oh, and everyone listening, you have to watch um, her reaction when you told her that um, you guys were expecting a baby mm. on your Instagram is so gorgeous. Mm. So I'll I highly tell recommend you, I'll quickly tell you the story when one of the times we weren't successful. She's so excited. Um, and one of the times we weren't successful, she knew the day we were finding out the results. And she called us and we were in the car driving and she goes, did you find out? Are you pregnant? And then we are like, no, Vinny. And she was at school, right? We're like, no, Vinny, not yet. And we hadn't told anyone yet. She puts mm. the phone down. She goes, hey, Christine, they're not <laughs> pregnant. <Right? laughs> she tells her whole school, her whole class, yells it across. And we're just like, Vinny, we're part of private. Don't you understand? Shush. <laughs> She goes, oh, sorry, Christine, don't tell anyone they're not pregnant. <laughs> and I was like, shit. Um, yeah, she's so excited. And when we told her, it was just so beautiful. Like, she was just so many questions. She didn't know how to get them out. Um, and she's already brought us, like, little baby clothes, which is cute. Aww. She gets little pocket money and buys little baby clothes. So, yeah, she's, she's a bit sweet. Oh, that's awesome. So special. Well, I'm very, very excited for you. Um... I will currently, I'm, I'm so maternal right now, so I'm going to live vicariously through you for a little while. Um, but yeah, good luck with everything. And, and thanks again for your time. It's been really incredible talking to you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed that chat. I'm sure a lot of um, you, if you didn't know much about Moana before, are probably super interested in following her and, and keeping an eye on her story and her life Um from now on so we'll pop her information in our show notes she is a legend yes she is if you want to follow yes she's listening sorry oh my god that was a bit like (laughs) presumptuous she's probably like i'm not gonna listen to this podcast but if you are listening thank you so much for joining us because it was awesome and her instagram is moana hope so just how her name is spelt um and you can you can find her on there uh, we, as I said, we recommend following her. And if you would like to find out more about Keep It Cleaner, you can at www.keepitcleaner.com.au. And we have a very special guest next week. And next week will yes. actually be our last week before a very short little break, um, which is actually a perfect time. If you guys have any ideas or any feedback for us for our podcast or any ideas on guests or topics you want us to cover, please let us know either via DM or um, email is fine. But um, yeah, we love hearing from you guys this podcast is here for you guys um, as much as we enjoy obviously every chat we get to have um, we want to obviously share what you guys want to hear so look out for our podcast next week and yeah hope you enjoyed it yeah bye